0: Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace.
1: Once again, here we are. It's the Growing in Grace podcast. I'm Joel Brzezinski with Mike Kapler. Cap, real quick, before we get into what we're going to be talking about today, I was thinking about something this week, just about the podcast. As many podcasts as we've done, pretty soon, I mean, within a half year or so, we'll be around 700 podcasts, and I got to thinking how every time we do a podcast, it's not as if you and I are sitting around struggling to figure out what we're going to talk about. We got to come up with some material. What are we going to talk about? It's just like this stuff is so much in our hearts and so much on our minds all the time that, uh, we, yeah, sure, we go, uh, we talk a little bit about what we're going to talk about, you know, we throw some ideas around, but it's not as if we've ever struggled in all the podcasts that we've done to come up with some material. And I like that. I, I think that's one reason why we've kept on going because it's so deeply ingrained in our minds and in our hearts. What do you think about that?
0: I think that is pretty cool, and you're spot on. I mean, it's true, we we don't sit around there. There are times where we're kind of in a hurry. Hey, let's get together and record, and we may not have much of anything planned. Well, how about we talk about this? And Joel, I think we need to remind ourselves of this. Sometimes we, we need to go back to some of the basics of Our identity in Christ and some of those things that you and I were learning uh, close to 25 years ago when we came into this incredible gospel of grace and a greater understanding of some things that traditional Christianity had maybe held us away from. And so I I look forward to uh, doing this whenever we get together because you're right, it it is so easy for us. We live our lives and we have our, our likes and dislikes about things in this in this life and, and our, our families and our jobs and everything else that goes with it. We're just like you out there, um, regular people. But, yeah, I, I think about this stuff all the time. And, and we are growing in grace i told joel a few minutes ago the program isn't called growed in grace it doesn't have a very good (laughs) ring to it anyway (laughs) in but we're growing and and you know today was one exception where joel and i actually sat around talking for a while before we started recording sometimes we just talked for a couple of minutes (laughs) and uh today we didn't we got into some things and you know what sometimes we we may see things a little bit differently in some cases, maybe a lot differently, I, mostly a little differently between me and Joel, and that doesn't even happen very often. So I'm just kind of blessed, Joel, that you know God had our paths crossed back in the, the mid-90s, and I guess he, he knew what was going to transpire here. But I can't imagine, I'm not saying it couldn't be done, I just can't imagine being able to do a podcast the way we've done it all these years with uh, anybody else but you, and, and it's just this the chemistry, and, and we know each other. And we we don't really get together that much. We live in the same town. We don't get together that much and, and do things together. But we know each other pretty well. And um, even if we may see things differently from time to time, I think we have enough respect for each other where we can either learn from each other in looking at our differences or just, you know, sometimes agree or disagree and, and move on and, and stay focused. Because there are so many rabbit trails out there, and if you're on Facebook and you've got a lot of Grace friends on there, you know what I'm talking (laughs) about. I mean, sometimes, Joel, I just got to shut it off, because there's so many different kinds of, of things going on out there that are being said, some good, maybe some of it isn't also good, but... I just want us to stay focused on what it is that this podcast was called to do, and, and that is to proclaim the finished work of Jesus Christ and hopefully help us gain greater knowledge of what it did for us.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's really what it's about. It's And it's true, whether we fully agree on everything or not, there are... So many things, and and like you're saying, it's not like you and I have you know butt heads about a lot of stuff. We we don't really you know we we'll, we will talk things through. Like you were saying, we spent I think about 45 minutes before we came on here this time, and we were just talking over some stuff, and it was really cool, uh, whether we agreed on stuff or not, and just talking stuff out. And you know, like you say on Facebook, you can go down some really horrible rabbit trails. I don't mind going down a rabbit trail with you because we like you say we respect each other and when we're cool with each other, uh, but sometimes you can get some into some really icky stuff uh, with some people. But anyway, speak, speaking of like staying on track and things, the last few weeks we've been talking about First John 9 We've talked about a lot of stuff that has to do with that. First John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, God is faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. We've talked about how that verse was written to non-believers, it wasn't written to believers. But one thing that the church tends to get off track on in regards to that is that, and it's something that we're gonna talk about here as we kind of wrap up this series, is that John's point wasn't First John one nine? First John one nine. That verse wasn't his main point. It, he used that, and that was part of his point: the confession of sin, the acknowledgment of sin by those who were denying it. But his overall point wasn't even really about that, and it, it was about something bigger. It was more about Jesus. It was more about confessing or acknowledging. Jesus, and we'll talk a little bit about that uh, this week because it's so important. Nothing wrong with talking about 1 John 1, 9, but we need to keep in mind the overall point that John was making in that epistle, and we'll see where this goes today.
0: Yeah, again, it's really the only verse in the entire Bible that is saying what people think it's saying, but maybe what we've been thinking hasn't been quite right, uh, at least when it comes to our traditional doctrines. And again, First uh, John, uh, that epistle, that letter, was an exception to in that it did not start out addressing or talking to believers, but unbelievers. Uh, John was addressing people with whom he did not have fellowship with, with, with whom his joy was not complete. He inferred that they were liars. He suggested that they did not have the truth in them. And then by the 11th verse of his letter, which happens to be the first verse of chapter two. He be, he began to address his children, or it's kind of an affectionate term for people that he has taught, disciples, and and he says, I look after saying all that about what that was in First John and and First John one nine. He says, Look, children, I'm writing these things to you so that you may not sin. That's the best way to go and if anyone does sin however we have an advocate with the Father Jesus Christ the righteous He himself he is the propitiation of our sins not for ours only but but also those of the whole world. And see, what you were getting at there, Joel, is there's a bigger picture that John was trying to paint here. Number one, you don't have to keep confessing all your sins over and over and over again every time you fall short in order to be forgiven again. That's number one. Number two, the bigger point here isn't about confession of sin. John was dealing with some people there who came from the persuasion that they had no sin. That they had not sinned and that they not only had not performed sinful actions, they just weren't a sinful person. They they weren't in Adam. And so John is addressing something bigger here. He's saying, look, if you're going to call yourself somebody who hasn't sinned or that you have no sin, you're making God out to be a liar. Because you see, in order for you to come to the realization that you need a savior, you must also come to the point where you need to acknowledge you've sinned. You acknowledge that. And then you acknowledge the Savior. The Savior is the bigger point, because that's what John would go on to describe several more times in his letter. He never comes back and tells people, because he's writing to believers from chapter 2 on. He never comes back and says, oh, hey, uh, don't forget that I told you to confess all your sins, because he never wrote that to the believers. He was writing that to the people who were persuaded they didn't have a sin problem. So, for example, uh, uh, 1 John two. 22. The liars that John was referring to in the first chapter, those are the ones who deny Jesus. 223. Denying Jesus also denies the Father. Confess or acknowledge the Son. That kind of reveals the real intent of what John was getting at. Confess, acknowledge the Son. Of course, you have to also recognize your need for a Savior. You have to recognize that you've got a sin issue that needs to be dealt with. Now, Jesus dealt with that sin issue many years ago at the cross, but we need to be able to recognize that we have a problem and that as unbelievers, we need a savior, right? But we don't have to keep confessing Jesus over and over again. First John chapter four, and I'll get you in here, Joel, uh, verse two, John comes back to it again, confessing that Jesus has come in the flesh, acknowledging that. That's what's from God. I mean, that, that Jesus came from God. He came in the flesh. Verse 3, the one who doesn't confess Jesus Christ does not have God. And then verse 415 in 1 John, confessing Jesus as the Son of God allows us to abide in God. He who has the Son of God has life he who does not have the son of god does not have life and we talked uh, in in a previous program joel about romans chapter 10 verse 9 and 10 where the apostle paul uh, was talking about not just forgiveness but something that i think is a little bit different although it may intersect with forgiveness along the way and he said if you confess if you acknowledge jesus as lord with your mouth believe in your heart, God raised him from the dead, you'll be saved. And now get this, for with the heart a person believes, resulting in righteousness, and with the mouth he confesses, resulting in salvation. So the sin issue, Joel, isn't really the the problem, but these people he was addressing didn't even come to uh, recognize that they had a sin problem, and without that, they won't be able to recognize their need for a Savior.
1: Yeah, I think that's it. That's really what It's about, like you were saying, John starts off the letter talking to people who did not already believe in Jesus. They didn't believe that Jesus had come in the flesh. They didn't believe that he was the word of life, so to speak. Uh, That was one of the words that John used, one of the phrases he used. He was declaring to them that eternal life, which was with the Father and was manifested to us, Jesus Christ. The point of the letter is Jesus Christ. The point of the letter is, you unbelievers, you need a Savior, and here's why. There is a, such a thing as sin and there is such a thing as Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the Savior. He's the one He's the one who's the propitiation for our sins and for the sins of the whole world. All those things that you were reading there from John and also from Romans. The point that John was really making wasn't, Let's hone in on this one verse, verse 9, and everybody confessed their sins every day for the rest of their lives. It wasn't even about believers confessing their sins at all. It was unbelievers needing to acknowledge sin. That word acknowledge, that word, if we confess our sins, it's interesting that it's the same word that he uses elsewhere in the letter where he talks about confessing. He talks about acknowledging Jesus Uh, He who acknowledges the Son has the Father. He who confesses the Son has the Father. Like you were saying, it's not something that people do over and over and over again. You acknowledge the Son, you've got the Father. It's a done deal. Same with Romans 10 that you read from. If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. That word, if you confess, it's the exact same word that John used. And again, we don't confess Jesus over and over and over again. With the heart, man believes, resulting in righteousness. And with the mouth, he confesses, resulting in salvation. It's really about the Lord Jesus Christ. And uh, so that kind of wraps up our little uh, series, several weeks here. We've been talking about forgiveness, God's forgiveness, and of course, It naturally led us to 1 John 1.9 because of how that verse has been very misused and taken out of context. Hope you've enjoyed this series. Stick with us next week for more talk about God's grace and His love right here on Growing in Grace.
0: This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more... Growing in Grace.